FPL Game Week 12, my top transfer targets. Today, we're going to do my usual five players to buy. We're going to talk about some of the highly owned assets in the game, how I feel about them at the moment. A few players that a lot of you are buying into your teams already this week that I would avoid buying in. And then we'll talk about a few differentials as well. What is up everyone, FPL Harry here and welcome back to another video today. It is my top transfer targets, the evolution of my top five players to buy video that we used to do and we are stepping it up now. Today, as always, we will have a look at some of the highly owned players in the game, how I feel about them. There have been some injuries in FPL this week. We'll talk about those to Erling Haaland, Matty Cash, and now to Dan Byrne, which has just evolved that he is going to be out for a fair few number of weeks. We'll talk about some of the highly owned, highly transferred in players that you are buying that I think you should actually avoid. We'll do my usual five players to buy. And we'll now finish with a few differentials for those of you who like to go a little bit against the crowd. Before we do all of that, a thousand likes on the video. Subscribe if you are new around here. And let's dive in. Those obvious players that I think you should still be buying into your team. We have Son, we have Salah, we have Bakayo Saka as well. Bakayo Saka could be one of the top five players to buy because I think there are enough players playing FPL that don't own Bakayo Saka at the moment. But 8.6 million Burnley at home this week. He is still definitely a player I want to have in my team that I don't own at the moment. That I definitely am trying to find a way to buy into my team as I discussed in my transfer plans video from over the weekend. Ollie Watkins as well. Ollie Watkins, we've seen not perform from an output perspective so much over the past couple of games. However, the data is still really strong. Fulham at home in game week 12 and Bournemouth away in game week 14 as well. Still expect him to be one of the highest scoring forwards over the next few weeks. Erling Haaland we have here has been pictured back in training ahead of their Champions League game on Tuesday evening, I believe. So Erling Haaland is absolutely no doubt. I don't think that he's going to be available for that Chelsea game at the weekend. Pep said he might have a little bit of caution about whether he plays him in that Champions League game, but I still think either way he'll play against Chelsea. The final one is Kieran Trippier. Now, it does seem that Botman is going to be out for a fair few number of weeks more, and Dan Byrne has just been confirmed by Eddie Howe in his pre-Champions League press conference that he has sustained an injury to the base of his spine, which sounds terrible, but he only sounds like he's going to be out for a couple of months. So hopefully it's nothing too serious and he will be back soon enough for Newcastle but it does mean that for me, Trippier just becomes even more as the only real Newcastle defender that I want. Lascelles at 4 million does also continue to stake a claim. The issue is we just don't really have that much of a time frame on Botman. It just continues to be rolling and then we don't get an update for a few weeks. And then he updates us again that it might be a little bit longer. I do like Lascelles at 4 million, but it does just remind me that these other options not being there. Trippier at 7 million. I just need to find a way into my team. If you've got him, absolutely do not go selling him now. The way he continues to get those nine pointers, when a clean sheet comes in and he just gets maximum bonus points, as soon as he gets an assist, he just gets maximum bonus points as well. Definite one to keep buying if you don't own him already. Now, looking at three players that are very, very highly transferred in that I actually think we should be avoiding going into this week. The first one was on this list last week is Eddie Nketiah, and he did blank against Newcastle. So glad that I put him on the list of players to avoid last week. And he still remains as a player to avoid. But there is more a caveat with this one. I completely understand you buying Nketiah 5.5 million when the fixtures look like they do. Burnley away, Wolves at home, Brentford away, Luton away in their next three. His away form generally for Arsenal is not nearly as good as his 
home form. So Burnley at home this week is definitely a fixture you can look to target. But afterwards, there are some away fixtures, which he might not do as well for. The reason he's a caveat about this and him being on this list is when Gabriel Jesus is going to be back. We don't know yet. At the time of recording, he could be back in game week 14, 15, 16. Just always, if you're going to buy in Ketia, know what your transfer out route for him is. If we get Jesus back in game week 14 or 15, which is the plan at the moment, which is when he's rumored to be back, how are you going to deal with that? Don't make a transfer that's going to cause you major issues further down the line with a player like Nketiah because of the price he's at. The next one up is Doku. Now, Doku was the man of the moment, 22 points for him in game week 11, four assists and one goal for him. But the upcoming fixtures for them are really difficult. Hence the reason people are considering selling the likes of Erling Haaland and Julian Alvarez as well, right? Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool and Aston Villa all in the next four. But also these feel like Jack Grealish type of games. I'm not certain Doku starts even two of the next four. He likes to play, well, Pep likes to play Jack Grealish in games where he wants a little bit more control. He plays Doku in games where he wants a one-on-one -on -one specialist who can run at defenders like he did against Bournemouth. But these feel like Jack Grealish games, so I'm not even certain he's going to start. And the final one is Callum Wilson. Isaac is likely to be out until after the international break, so you should get Bournemouth away in game week 12, which is a really nice fixture. However, game week at 13 will come around, and FPL picks are not just for one week, they are for several weeks. So buying Wilson in for game week 12 might seem like a good idea, but when game week 13 comes around, game week 14 comes around, you might have a little bit of an issue of exactly what to do with him. And I think given his price, there are other assets, particularly one in this list, that I would have rather buy. So that forward transfer target that I would be looking at this week still remains Darwin Nunes. Now, game week 11, we saw Darwin Nunes return to the Darwin Nunes that we know and love a lot of the time where he missed a massive chance from about four yards out. It was ruled out at the time for offside, but the more I look at the replay, the more I think that goal may as well have stood. So if you're a Salah captainer or you own Darwin Nunes, you can find yourself a little bit aggrieved that you didn't get the points in that game. But we continue to see Darwin Nunes highly involved in what Liverpool are doing. Yes, he misses some chances, but that means he is getting the chances every single time he is on the pitch. He continues to be very, very focal for what Liverpool are doing and when Liverpool want to go and score goals. The upcoming fixtures are nice. They play Brentford at home in game week 12. It is then City away, but City do leak goals and Darwin Nunes, Chaos Darwin, continues to be involved in what Liverpool are doing. Then it is Fulham, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace in the three after that. So I do expect Darwin to continue to be in and around the points for Liverpool. If you are looking to make a potential transfer up front, there aren't that many that I would go and buy. Probably Darwin is the one that I would look at alongside Ollie Watkins, as we've already spoken about. Just the next two is Brentford at home, Manchester City away. May not look that ideal, but with the way Darwin plays, with the way Liverpool plays, if they're going to score, I expect him to be in and around the points. Next up is a player returning from injury who is a cheap midfielder who's suddenly going to enter the fold in the likes of Gordon, in the likes of Huang Hee Chan, and that is Eze at Crystal Palace. Early on in the season, he was one of the most talked about assets, how he continued to outperform in terms of data, but not get the actual returns he wanted. He's only had one goal, two assists so far this season, but the underlying data puts him in the top 10 midfielders, even despite the games he missed so far this season. The next four fixtures for Crystal Palace as well continue to be fixtures that I think Eze and Crystal Palace will do well in. Everton, Luton, Bournemouth, the three green ones in the next four. Him returning from injury is great news for Crystal Palace. He's on a lot of set pieces, free kicks, corners, and he's on penalties as well, right? So there are so many routes to points. If you have James or Prowse, there are two midfielders in this list, but if you don't have 
Any money to go up, Eze, for me, is the best cheap midfielder under six and a half million. The other midfielder that you might consider is the West Ham option of Kudus, 6.5 million. Straight away, I'm going to hear comments of what do you think about Jared Bowen? For me, as a Jared Bowen, if I was buying a West Ham midfielder this game week, I would buy Kudus over Jared Bowen and I would save the almost million now that you are saving on them. Eze has great short-term fixtures over the next four. However, you probably get longer-term fixtures for the likes of Kudus, right? Look at those next fixtures. Only fixture in there that is a little bit more difficult is the Tottenham fixture, but there tends to be goals when West Ham play against Spurs. So not even that worried about that. Two goals, one assist, and he's played 90 minutes in both of the last two West Ham games. Since he's come in, he's not come in and then taken off after 60 minutes. He is playing 90 minutes in both of them. The underlying data is a little bit low compared to maybe the attacking returns that he's got. He's averaging 0.3 expected returns per 90, which is a little bit low, but he is outperformed that and he is a flair player. And with those fixtures, I do expect West Ham to continue to create chances. And with the way Kudus is playing, I expect him to be involved again. And then we move into defense. The cheap defender that we've got under 5 million in here is 4.5 million Mitchell. He did score at the weekend, so shout at me for having a little bit of recency bias, but he is 4.5, Gehi is 4.6, and Anderson is all the way up at 5 million. Do not go and buy Anderson. For me, he's not worth the extra money. Mitchell just is the cheapest, which is why he's in there. Gehi is also a good option and does have a little bit of threat from set pieces. Crystal Palace are joint top four clean sheets so far this season with 5 million. If you went with Johnston in your game week one team and you still own him, you have done really, really well. They're expected to concede a goal every 70 minutes, which has been pretty good, but they have had a difficult start to the season. So with the next four, I do think they will continue to do well. And Mitchell, we, he scored. He does have a little bit of attacking threat there. It is also worth bearing in mind game week 13 is a fixture nightmare for a lot of us particularly in defense however Mitchell has Luton away that week if you have the likes of Dan Byrne you don't have a lot of money Crystal Palace defenders should be top of your list now if you do have a little bit more money spare in the bank an Arsenal defender in Saliba should be a no-brainer Ben White is a little bit more expensive but I would go with Saliba Gabriel is an absolutely fine buy but if you have the money spare I would definitely go with the solidity of Saliba just because Gabriel did miss out the other week against Sheffield United. It is possible. I don't think it will happen, but if you don't have to take the risk on him and you can afford Saliba, just go and buy Saliba. The fixtures over the next four are really nice. Burnley at home this week feels like an absolute banker of a clean sheet for them. They've also got Wolves at home in there, Luton away as well. They are also, along with Crystal Palace, joined top four clean sheets so far this season with five. But the online data for Arsenal is crazy good. 120 minutes per expected goal conceded so far this season is sensational. They are the second best defence in the league, only behind Manchester City so far this season. Feels like a no-brainer to have an Arsenal defender. If you can afford Saliba at 5.2 million, just go and get him. And then we finish with our top three differentials going into this week. The first one is a Manchester United asset. Luton at home in game week 12 is a great fixture, followed by Everton away. If anything good happens at Manchester United at the moment, Bruno Fernandes does seem to be involved. He is a little bit more expensive than I'd want to own him for, which is why he's not one of my main top five players to buy. And he's a punt, right? His ownership is very, very low. But the next two being on penalties, being on set pieces as well, he definitely could do well over this run if you want a bit of a differential. 
Next up is Edward. If you're looking for a cheap forward at the moment, Edward at Crystal Palace, like Eze, like Mitchell, could do really well. Everton at home, Luton away in the next two. Also West Ham and Bournemouth all in the next four. 5.5 million playing up front for Palace. With Eze being back, this is only going to boost Edward, right? Edward's returns dried up. Almost identical time that Eze got injured. Eze being back will only be good for Edward's returns. 5.5 million is a cheap punt that I really like for a few weeks. And the final one is a bit of a differential captaincy punt this week. And that is Ollie Watkins at home to Fulham. Fulham have leaked goals so far this season. They put up a good fight against Manchester United last week. But away from home, they've been pretty poor. And Ollie Watkins and Aston Villa have been very, very good at home this season. I expect after their result last week and they will want to bounce back. So I think... There is not a standout captaincy option this week. Most people will default to Salah. Saka at home to Burnley. Some people might be on Son away to Wolves or even Haaland away to Chelsea. Because of the past two games, not many people will think about Watkins. But I think he could be a massive differential shout going into this week. So, again, five players to buy video is being leveled up each week. We've had the highly owned assets that I still think we should be talking about. We've had... Some highly transferred in players that I think you should avoid. We've had our top five players to buy. And then we've had my top three game week 12 differentials. Hopefully this video is useful. It's more about a lot of the players in the game. Let me know what you think about this video style. It's going to be our one-stop shop, hopefully, to do with what you want to do with your team going into the upcoming game week. Game week 12 this week. And we'll be back every single week as well. Thank you all so much for watching. 1,000 likes on the video is the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here. And I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.